Hello and welcome to another edition of Deeper. It is so good to have you with us and it's uh, great to have Hetty with us. Hello, Hi. Hetty. Hi. So if you've missed it, Hetty preached on Sunday. Fantastic talk. I would encourage you if you've not uh, seen it, uh, go to our YouTube channel, look for Sunday service and uh, and uh, listen to what she says. Brilliant. Uh, and also, you did a brand new song for us, didn't you, which uh, really fitted with the theme. And the theme is... Peace! That's right. That's where we're up to in the fruits of the Spirit. We've done yeah. love, and we've done joy, and now we're up to peace. Uh, and so, we're looking at Philippians 4, verses 4 to 9. Uh, we would love you to read the passage. So, press pause now. Read Philippians 4, verses 4 to 9, and then restart the video. Fantastic. So, Hetty, yeah. uh, just just very quickly, in like a few sentences, summarize something of what you said, because you actually focused on two verses here, didn't yeah. you? The kind yeah. of obvious ones. So I focused on uh, verses six and seven. So basically how when Paul writes this, do not be anxious about anything, isn't a telling off, it's an encouragement that if you are feeling anxious, that in those situations we can pray and we can thank God and there are things that we can do um, so that we get ourselves out of that situation, that cycle of anxiety. And the peace of God, which is the the shalom, the, the wholeness, the completeness of God, which we can't understand because it's not human peace, um, that is what will come in and live with us and be with us, which I think is very encouraging, very encouraging. Absolutely. Uh, and so we're going to look at the kind of verses before and the verses after that as well. Uh, so we're going to start, Hetty, with verse four, uh, yeah. which is a really simple verse, isn't it? <laughs> really simple, but hard to do. Uh, yeah. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say it, rejoice. Um, we, we kind of talked a bit about this with me and Rob last week, but um, is there any kind of wisdom and insight that you want to bring into that little bit? Is there anything that you want to say? If not, we can move on very quickly. <laughs> I, th I think it's just the fact that he says it twice. Like, it, it, we all need to be reminded of that sometimes, that actually, no matter what is going on, we always have something to rejoice because God is constant. He is always good. And we always have something to, to rejoice. We always have something to be, be joyful about. And sometimes we all need to be reminded of that twice. If not more. If not more. Yeah, daily probably, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I love the way he says, you know, rejoice in the Lord always. That's like, what he's saying there is that it's, our rejoicing doesn't come out of our circumstances. Yeah. It is something that's just deep within us, isn't it? It's it's not happiness. It's yes. joy and joy towards God. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, verse five uh, is a really interesting verse let your gentleness in the niv it says gentleness be evident to all the lord is near what strikes you about that verse there it's the kind of confusion that it says gentleness like it's just kind of it feels a little bit like it's slightly thrown in there um like the lord is near makes a whole lot of sense in terms of the next verse but let your gentleness be evident to all mm -hmm. Um, kind of feels like it's been thrown in by accident yeah and you've got it's to get through it and work out why it why it's there yeah do you I, have any wisdom as to why it's there steve i never i never have wisdom has he um, 
But it's very typical of Paul. When he's winding up a letter, he just starts to throw in different things he wants to say. Um, but I think there's some of a connection here. Um, but the NIV uses gentleness. Let's just talk about the word for a minute. Um, and in the Greek word, which if I remember rightly is uh, epi isis something like that maybe yeah um and it's a really hard word to translate uh so you if you look at different versions it'll say all sorts of things uh but one of the kind of the things behind it is um can meet people halfway it's got that kind of feel to it don't demand what is your right Mm. you know it's there's a kind of thing about there's things that are justice and then there's something that's more than justice. And that, that kind of includes grace and mercy and those kind of things. Uh, and of course, in the verses just before this, he's telling two women to be reconciled. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so maybe it's, it's, there's a connection there. You know, he's, he's saying like, you know, sort your problems out, rejoice in God, kind of meet each other halfway. Mm. There's that, that kind of element to it, I think. Um, so there's, it's th- that word is all about kind of fairness and you know it's it's uh, what co- when I was reading this and kind of doing the prep for it, what came to mind is uh, I was watching the football on Sunday, uh, and Wales were playing and they had to they had a player sent off. Yeah. And I don't know if you watched it at all, but um, yeah. it it looked it was a co- it was according to the rules. You know, you stood on the other player's foot. It all happened so quickly. It just seemed a bit unfair. You feel a bit unfair, yeah. yeah. So the Greek yeah. word would be, yeah, according to the rules, send him off. But to be fair, let him stay on. That's what it would have been because it just seemed harsh. Yeah. So there is that kind of sense to it. And I think there's something here of Paul saying, look, you know, let your gentleness, let your fairness be evident to everyone because their quarrel would have been seen by everyone. Yes. Not yeah. just the church. Um, and then uh, you know that whole thing. The Lord is near. In in the early church, that idea of Jesus coming back was one of the great motivations for everything. Mm. You know, mission, reconciliation, community, uh, all those kind of things. It was it was just massive for them. That's what they focused on. And um, we can lose that a little bit now, don't we? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. And so then we get into verse six, which is what you preached on. Yeah. Do not be anxious. So command or encouragement? You said yeah. uh, before earlier, an encouragement. I think an encouragement because that a command, it just isn't helpful to people, like practically saying to someone with anxiety to calm down. And don't be anxious just doesn't solve anything at all put yourself um, together doesn't help yeah, yeah i think i think people who don't have the um because it's not it's not like human anxiety is totally normal um but for some people where who it gets worse than normal yeah. um, for someone that doesn't get that to then tell you not to be anxious is just like the worst thing you could do because it just doesn't it's like no you just don't get it I can't just stop myself from being anxious by clicking my finger and saying, don't be anxious. I feel, I feel like it is an encouragement. It's a comfort um, rather than it's a, it's a telling off, I think. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I mean, the, the Greek is written as a, a command, but I don't think it's meant to be a commandment, which is something different. Yeah. You know, we tell little kids, don't cry. 
yeah. <laughs> Whenever has that ever worked? <laughs> it just doesn't, does it? You know. Uh, so I mean, that's that. There is something of a command sense to it because you're saying don't do something, but the way the whole verse is written, it's because we can do this instead. Yes. Yeah. And what do we do? Pray and worship and yeah, Thanksgiving and all that, all the good stuff. All the good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing that uh, that struck me about this as well is, um, uh, so I'm just reading what he says. Uh, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Basically, yeah. you know, yep. and um, and to me that that's that's about a daily walk with God, and that's about your daily just bringing God to everything to Him on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and. And I think I, I kind of wrote about that last week in the church email about it's simply the doing the right thing every day, consistency in our walk with Jesus allows the fruit to come up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of the idea of nipping something in the bud. Do you know what I mean? Like if something's starting, if something's going on that you're struggling with, get to God about it straight away. Like yeah. sometimes what we do is we do other things and then we go, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll pray about that. When actually our first protocol should be to bring it to God. And actually, especially with something like this, you yeah. know, with worry and anxiety, you bring it to God and it, it eases it instead of letting it get worse before you before you bring it to God. You know, it just makes a whole lot of sense. It does. It's a, absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, the thing I like about it is, you know, present your request to God also means you are praying for yourself. And that's okay. And that is okay. And yet, so many Christians struggle with that. Yeah, yeah I, I remember uh, in one of my previous churches, one guy saying, you know, I never pray for myself. That just doesn't seem right. And yet, that <laughs> that's what Paul's saying here, you know. Um, you can present your requests to God because that's how you find relief from anxiety and from peace. Um and he also says with Thanksgiving, he throws that in. He keeps throwing lots of words in, doesn't he? And especially in the following verses. Uh, there is something about living a life of gratefulness for what we have. Um, I can't remember you touch, touching much on that in the talk. Did you? Uh, just just slightly. Not, not as much as you could. It's one yeah. of the things you could really focus on. It is. With this. Because yeah. Thanksgiving is helpful to everyone. Like people that aren't Christians... Are, are you know there's a lot of people that say oh well i'm i write what i'm thankful for every day because it helps me so you know people get that that's a thing that that helps them and as christians we should be more so thankful because we know who we can be thankful to for all these amazing things right yeah and in my mind it kind of you know it lifts us and helps us doesn't it it relieves it relieves anxiety doesn't it you know it's one of those things that you know a lot of people would say in terms of just your mental health mm learning to be grateful for all that you have is one of the key things and, and of course it's a biblical theme it's a biblical idea yeah and the outcome of this is that the peace of god yeah this is all in the i love yeah. this bit <laughs> so uh, what what do you see in that verse what what strikes you so it it's the whole peace of god that surpasses all understanding that when so when you, you look at the word peace, like I touched on the word shalom, 
um, the you know, and the and the Jews would use this word for peace, and that's where we get it from. Um, but then, when you actually look at it in the context, particularly in the context of of Jesus, um, when you know there's different things that are happening in the Bible, um, the the word for it later on in the New Testament. I'm trying to find where it is. I found this. Um, yeah, so the Greek equivalent to shalom is, yeah, erini or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. In a similar way in the New Testament. And the one that I really like is, um, you know, the, the woman that's that's bleeding heavily and um, she touches Jesus's cloak, just, just touches his cloak. Um, and after, you know, he's been like, who did it? Who was this? Um, he, what he says to her is, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. And it's that peace. It, it's not just, you know, go away and don't worry. Like that peace is is that complete healing. Like mm -hmm. she had complete healing in her body and her life was healed because of all the stuff she wouldn't have been able to do because she was ill. Like everything in her, her life was restored at that moment when, you know, Jesus says, go in, in peace. And I just, I'd love it when you, when you look at the times where these words come up actually in the Bible, in real stories that happened, um, to, to kind of get a sense of what that could actually mean for us today. Because I think it is bigger than we think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Shalom. yeah. And certainly the Hebrew words, and I think there's probably a number of different Greek words that they try and capture some of that. But you're absolutely right. It's, it isn't just an absence of conflict, an absence of anxiety. It's, mm and captures kind of life in all its fullness type thing you know yeah. that's what it's about, isn't it you know so um and you know the whole thing about it being beyond our understanding uh how do you see that what do you think paul means there i think yeah i think it's just quite simply as a human you it's really hard to get how your circumstances can be absolutely dire Mm. And yet your internal, what's going on inside, you can be at such peace. And it, it's, it is that kind of um, tension almost, the tension between what should be and what is, um, yeah. that we can't, we can't understand it. It's quite understandable, un not understandable that, you know, a lot of what happens as a human with our emotions and our feelings and what's going on is because of our circumstances. Well, the whole point of this is, regardless of your circumstances, you can experience peace and this completeness and it is beyond what we can even yeah. consider because it's just completely abnormal with what's going on in our life at that time. That's right. And uh, there's two things that strike me about that is that other people should look at us in the most difficult circumstances and say, why are they so yes. chilled about all this? You know, yeah. that, that they should look and see the difference. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is if it's beyond our understanding, it means also it means that we can't create it yes exactly yeah yeah it's not no, human we, we can't manufacture it we can't duplicate it it's we can't in any way do this because well, we actually don't understand this yeah um so yeah that's i, I know that there's things that that help me to get to this place but it's not a um it's not a formula mm. you know like i was saying on on sunday like these are the things that i do that help me to enter into this place of peace with god but the point is that it's with God, that it's God that gives me the peace. It's not do this, this and this and you'll have peace. 
it's God, God's the one that will give me that peace. So it's important that we kind of remember that, you know. Absolutely. And then we get into verse eight where... Um, Oh, it's oh, it's nice, isn't it? It's oh. obvious, isn't it? Uh, Paul goes off on another slight kind of detour. You know, whatever is true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable, anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, which is verse 8. Uh, we won't go through every word in that list, but uh, <laughs> are there any other words to strike you there? Um... I think some of them are a little bit different because you've got some that are like, think about what's lovely, think about what's admirable, um, if anything's excellent and praiseworthy. And then you've got the other side of the, think about what's noble, what's right, what's pure. Mm. Like there's kind of almost two slightly different feels to it. Um, I think for me, kind of the, whatever is lovely just stands out. Like the idea of just think about some good stuff. Like, whatever is good and whatever is, like, not in a airy-fairy, you know, think about plants and, you know, nice, lovely things like that. Yeah. But in our lives, there are loads of stuff that are lovely because, you know, lovely, the word is lovely. Mm. So there's loads of stuff in our lives that is love. Yeah. Um, so I think that one kind of jumps out, jumps out to me. Um, yeah. But in terms of setting our minds on things above, thinking about things that are right, that are pure, that are noble, that are true especially at the moment we need to think about things that are true because there's so much like lies happening around us yeah. in, so it's been like that for a long time but particularly with the situation at the moment there's so many lies going around mm. of people believing different things that actually we need to be setting our mind on you know things that are are true and not spreading things that that aren't absolutely yeah and you know if you're going to fill your mind with something don't let it be the line that you find on social media or wherever you know yeah. focus on on and you know here it's not simply about spiritual truth either you know it's just saying what's true what's yeah. factual yeah. you know what can you count on what can you rely on i think uh you are absolutely right with that kind of um two different kind of sense of there's two different things going on you know something that's uh, the, the true and pure and then there's also the the lovely and the no that kind of stuff um because some of us seems to be spiritual in nature Mm. but some of the words that Paul uses here are very specifically like kind of very general things yeah. anything that's excellent yeah you know but art you know a tremendous sports person you know those kind of focus on on anything that's excellent mm. not just the excellence of God mm. um, because God's created all of those things he's created people with the ability to create art or do incredible sports or run fast or whatever you know um we can think on those things as well, which is great for me because I like to think about football. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, you know, I like that because it means it's about life in in everything about life. You know, yeah. just sometimes as church people, we focus on the spiritual stuff yeah. and about life. Um, I think one of, one of the things that um, I picked up on was uh, that noble thing, which it says in the NIV, is also kind of like a, it's it's a holiness as well. Right. It's not just about you know something that's like regal or something like that. It's it's a sense of holiness. You know what what is holy around you that you can see, yeah. And that and that is normally around people. Yeah. You know who who do you see that in some way reflects Jesus? You know reflect on their life. 
which is what Paul then does in verse nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which, uh, you know, is just a great discipleship model, isn't it? Whatever you've learned, received or heard from me or seen in me, put that into practice. He is so convinced, <laughs> which I could be like this, but he is, you know, uh, sought to be as much like Jesus as possible, that if they follow him, they'll do all right. And of course, he says that elsewhere. I think it's in Ephesians, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. Um, I wish I could be able to say that sometime. <laughs> okay, so let's think a little bit about some of the implications of this and uh, go a little bit wider. So, Hetty, uh, what do you think is some of the application coming out of this? This really kind of fantastic, dense passage. I mean, there's lots we could say, I guess, but what strikes you? Well, the the, the first kind of clear thing is pray. Yeah. Like, I, I love that it, there's, you know, there's one bit about don't be anxious, but the rest of it around it is all just so positive and so, like, joyful and good and great. Um, like, I love that, you know, when we are struggling, that we can pray, that we can talk to God directly, we can tell him what we need, we can tell him what we're struggling with. And I think we need to keep making sure that we keep that as our first protocol, that he is the one. Yes, we need to go to other people as well, as well people in our lives, because yeah. that's really great for us. But we need to make sure we go into God in prayer and that we're telling him what we need. Like, I like the idea of having more of a kind of concrete prayer rather than a, um, so, uh, God, this thing's going on. And what I kind of think might be good is this, but saying, God, I'm struggling with this situation. I need peace. Please give me peace. It's a bit more concrete. This is what I'm asking for. Um, like, because we can present our request to God. You know, he'll do whatever he wants to do. Um, and that's totally up to him. Um, but we can tell him what we need. I think that's really, really important. Um, I think the other thing that's really important for us to do out of this is the whole idea of like Thanksgiving and thinking about positive things is just so good for us. We, we just don't appreciate how good it is for our mind Absolutely. Um, and how, you know, scientists will tell you it's good, good for your mind, um, you know, and medical experts will tell you that people that are, for instance, you know, people that are struggling with, um, you know, really difficult medical issues, if they are Christians and they have faith, they tend to do better than others that don't. And that's because of that focus on yeah. on prayer and thanksgiving and focus on, on the positive things and having hope. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, focusing on all the great things around us and making sure that we are looking out to to thank God for all the things that we have um, I think really helps us in those times when we realize there's a little something that's not great, but there's so much that is. It helps us to focus on the fact that actually this thing in the grand scheme of things is usually quite minor. Sometimes there are major things that happen in our lives um, and God will absolutely be there in, in all of them. But sometimes um, we need to see the whole picture to see that actually this is quite small in, in relativity and God has got this and he can help with it. Yeah, that's so good. I think the uh, uh, there's a couple of things for me. Um, 
so I think there's that whole idea of how we're treating other people. You know, yeah. are we are we always demanding what's right for us, or are we prepared to meet people halfway, or go the extra mile, or all those kind of things? I think there's something there for us to to kind of think about because probably every single day we have that kind of issue come up. Mm. You know, someone steps in front of us in a queue or something. You know, what is what you can demand is your right to be in front of them, or you can kind of say, "Well, you've only got one thing. You go ahead and meet fine, mate." You know, which. Uh, I have actually done in the past. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so I think there's something there to, you know, how are we behaving towards people? Do people see that how we treat others is different to how everyone else treats others? Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is, um, we don't talk about it a lot, but Jesus is coming back. Mm. You know, he is. And how is that a motivation for us? I think because, you know, it's, it's been 2,000 years since he, he lived, you know, and we kind of think, well, you know, it might be another 2,000 years. Well, it might be, but it might be tomorrow. Yeah. You know, every day it's getting nearer. That's the only thing we can say. Yeah. Um, and the very fact that it could be tomorrow should change the way we behave. Yeah. And um, I, don't think we, I don't think we reflect enough on that these days. It's not a sense of urgency for us as Christians. Yeah. Like there is in other parts of the world. Yeah. particularly places where christians are persecuted they've got a much bigger urgency to tell people about god and a much riskier situation and they're much more kind of you know ready for him to come back whereas we're like oh well it's not going to happen yet so you know i'll i'll just you know camp out here for a bit kind of thing yeah yeah unfortunately i think we've made the whole thing around jesus coming back way more difficult than it it needs to be you know, so uh, particularly in America, there's that whole kind of end time, different theories, you know, mm-hmm. uh, millennialism, post-millennium, pre-millennialism, is there a rapture or not? You know, all that kind of stuff, you know, that people, it's a very kind of dark rabbit hole people can go down and sometimes they never come back. I've, I, I've got friends who have never come back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact is, there's so much that we don't know about this. Yeah. The Bible says quite a lot, but we, we still don't understand it all. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend, he's got a PhD in the book of Revelation. Wow. He, he's spent time studying this kind of stuff. You know, he understands it. And he says, if you ask me what it's about, I still don't know. It's like, wow, you know, that, that's that's the, the truth of it. Yeah. Um, it, it, the stuff we can know. All we do know is that Jesus is coming back yeah. one way or another, and we will all see it. And that's all we need to know. Um, so how is that motivation for us? Let's get into some questions for people to think about and um, talk about in their mission communities. So, Hetty, uh, let's start with you. What, what, what questions do you want people to ponder? I think firstly, I would ask, what is your first response? When you're anxious and worried, what is your first response? Is your first response prayer or is it something else? Um, Because I think we need to be helping ourselves to recognise what our first response is. And if it's not God, then to remind ourselves, because that's how we learn. And gradually our first response will naturally be God um, if we keep doing it. And I think secondly, I would be asking um, 
what can we do to help others that are struggling? Because life's not solely about us. And, you know, as Christians, we are a family, we're a community. And I think it's important that when we're not struggling, that we help other people that are, because um, that's the time when we've got the most space to help other people. But practically, what can you do to help other people when they're struggling? How can you get with other people and pray with them and do things that, that help them spiritually and in, in other ways as well? Yeah, good questions. Uh, I think a uh, question I've got then would be, uh, how can we fill our minds with those good things that Paul lists? Because mm. um, it's actually, <laughs> it's not that easy, is it? You know, to, to fill your mind with these things, you know, reflect on these things. So how can we do that? How can we create an environment which we are naturally thinking about more positive things? Yeah. Um, and especially if, you know, you, you're someone who struggles with kind of more negative or darker thoughts. So yeah. now let's my, my, that, my lockdown jumper is my think happy, be happy jumper. <laughs> That's been my jumper that I've been wearing a lot this year because it's comfy. But it also, you know, it's, it's a little bit, um, you know, on the surface level, but there is an element of, you know, thinking about these things will, will help us. It will, absolutely. And you know what, I've just changed my last question because of that. Uh, ooh. So, uh, you know, one of the things we've talked about is over the last couple of weeks is choosing to love people, choosing joy. Uh, maybe we need to choose peace. Uh, you know, so that is about, you know, doing the things that we know help, prayer, yeah. those kind of things. So what else can you think you need to do to help you choose peace rather than anxiety and worry? Um, just kind of reflect on that a little bit and uh, see where that gets you. Maybe try and think of some scripture verses that would help and apply to that. Hetty, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for preaching this Sunday. You did a great job. Um, thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> uh, do please join us again on Sunday. Um, I'm preaching on yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be for that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, so join us for that. And uh, if uh, you're able to, join us again next Tuesday for another edition of Deeper. So until then, stay safe and goodbye. Take care now. Bye. Bye.